brought to you by Team Corker. I jumped on the mic today with Joe Markovich, and it's impossible to not be inspired by a man who drops into your inbox and says, I want to be on your pod. I let him know so kindly that we were focusing on having non-cisgendered white men on the podcast and yet to follow up in a few months, and he did just that. He followed up and he followed up with context to share why he had a story to share He shared his story of exiting a business, which also involved exiting a marriage, some of the tanglement that went in into those decisions, into those life changes. And I said, heck, things end and we need examples and role models of people who have come out the other side and can share their journey with us. He speaks really powerfully about some of the conversations that we might not always think about. We have a will for our personal lives. Do we have a will for the business? Do we think about what may happen if the business ends and something new is born? He brought great perspective. And I have to tell you that it's a conversation worth sticking around for, only to hear what is currently making a 60-something-year-old's heartbeat. I really hope you enjoyed this one. Well, Joe, here we are. Welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you, Steph, for having me. It's really just a pleasure, great pleasure to be here. I am really grateful that we have brought this conversation to life, to light, because you sent me a very brilliant email that said, I am here to be in the work of some exit planning conversations that I was very inspired by. So before we dive into on and off ramps on the human highway, on the human journey, Joe, Mm -hmm. can you introduce yourself and tell our listeners who you are? Yeah. Joe Markovich. I'm a resident of Vancouver. Been here for more than 30 years. Originally came from a small town in Saskatchewan where I grew up in a family business. Transitioned uh, to go to school here and then did a degree in, in business and went into the ad agency business where I spent 10 years learning how to market companies and advertise for companies. And then after the recession hit and I found myself having to reinvent myself again, I took on a project which is still operating here today. It's called Solly's Bagelry. And I established that business with, with my wife in 1994. And we built a successful business together. And then I transitioned out of that business, not only from a business standpoint, but also my relationship. I transitioned out of that relationship. And then once again, had to reinvent myself, which was then to help other business owners navigate the experience of owning and operating and growing and eventually leaving a business. So I started to do business consulting and I worked at that and found it really interesting to be able to help implement some of these structures and systems that small business people didn't have at the time when we were starting, but yeah. through technology that became available you know, in the marketplace, these small businesses could then adapt technology to help them give them the systems and structure they needed to be able to scale. I worked on that, but I found that it just didn't really complete the journey for the business owner. And ultimately, mm-hmm. you know, every business owner like me has to leave their business and whether they go on to something else or just to their retirement life, it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, the exit that I had for my business wasn't the best experience. And I learned from that. And then I started talking to other business owners who've done 
a similar transition and found there were like, you know, all these horror stories of business owners leaving with regrets mm. about how that happened. And I thought, well, there must be a better way for business owners to plan for that because it's something that that we as advisors really kind of don't really get much deep into. And I've, mm-hmm. I discovered through my research just that there's a training institute, a couple of them in the U.S. that actually focus on exit or succession planning, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I became fascinated with this. Wow, this is actually a journey that business owners take. Right. And so I started to look into it and decided to enroll in this course. So, you know, this is a long intro. <laughs> but I love uh, it. Given you my story during the pandemic, I thought this is a great thing for me to invest my time and energy into, uh, which is learning how to help business owners, you know, maximize the benefits of their life's efforts, you know, and transition out of the business in a healthy way, looking forward to the future in an excited time, maybe a new business, maybe just an adventure, whatever it might be. But I really really discovered that I can help do that. I can help them mm-hmm. do that through becoming an exit planner, which I did. Mm-hmm. It took me 14 months to go through the courses and to write the exams and get the certification, all that sort of stuff. But as I come out of that and I come into this place, like where I am at right now, like presently doing is just teaching and instructing and talking, not only to business owners, but to their trusted advisors that already have that relationship and saying, look, this is something, if your business owner is talking about or thinking about or wondering about leaving their business or transitioning their business onto a management or, or kid or something like that, there's a way that this should be done. You know, there's Mm. there's the process and I want to educate business owners. So Mm. that's what gets me up every morning, gets me excited. And I want to work with business owners to help plan their exit on their terms. Mm. Well, Let's pause and exhale okay. and say that's a big deal. And not every exit gets to be on your terms. Right. Sometimes exits are put in front of you. And I like to think of this as the highway, as I said at the beginning, because the highway of our journey is sometimes we're driving down the road and we need to take an exit. We need to take the next exit and off we go. Right. And it, it's right. sudden. And other yes. times we get to go the distance and we get to right. travel and then we get to take an exit. So different times in our lives. And and before we hit record, we were talking about the adaptability of businesses. And I said, Joe, can we talk about the adaptability of humans? And Mm. so I would love to bring back the the journey to the exit ramp to the most human perspective to say, what did you learn before you went to school? (laughs) Looking back now, what did you learn in exiting your business? The top one or two things? Sure. I'll address that. I'll just add, you brought up a really good point though, business continuity. Mm. And so as you, you mentioned this journey or this highway, and you may anticipate, you may do a great exit plan, right? Let's say, you know what, in three years, five years, as much the business is going to be worth, this is who's going to buy it. This is what we're going to do with our future after the business and so on and so forth, like all that, that, but then you know, somebody gets a heart attack or somebody's in a car accident or something tragic happens. Do you have a contingency plan? Do you have a will for your business? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a will yeah. if I die, whatever. Yeah, okay, but that's fine with your estate and all that stuff. But do you have a will for your business? Do you want, yeah. as everybody who's who's got a part in a play in, in, in your business, do they know uh, what you want done? How you want mm-hmm. things handled? Do they know where codes are? Do they know, do they have passwords? Somebody have signing authority? Like these are the kind of like 
basic yeah. things that business owners don't think about. I just want to mention that. Now I'll go to my personal experience. And yeah, if I knew then what I know now, you know, <laughs> that's, that's hindsight, right? We all want yeah. that business, yeah. business hindsight that we could gather. And that's learning from the experience of others or mm. learning from your own experience. Yeah. Now, if you have the experience of others that you can learn from, then it helps you possibly, you know, avoid going through that mistake, that thing that you would have done differently because you've seen that pattern, you know what that is and you know what you want to do. So there's course correction that you need to take. So mm -hmm. if you're on a path and you have to take an exit or whatever, are you prepared? Do you know what that exit is going to look like and how that's mm -hmm. going to happen? How are you going to handle it? Secondly, my own personal business experience, we were married. Mm. Okay, so first of all, you know, what could happen? <laughs> right? It was the thought, you know, well, we're, we're together, we've got kids, we're raising a family, we got a house, we got a mortgage, we got da, 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 doing business, we're all committed to making this thing a success, we're working like crazy, you know, we're all this stuff, bakery business, very demanding. Yeah. But something did happen. Yeah. You know? We couldn't work together anymore in the business. We couldn't live together. So it was a double whammy in a way. So yeah. we were not prepared, even to the extent that we didn't have a buy-sell agreement. Mm. Like, didn't. Mm. didn't. It was just like, okay, so now, of course, we divorced. It's a kind of like the 50-50, the common law goes into practice and you decide, you know, who gets what. But that's true. But with a business, yeah, other issues involved. Yeah, There's other emotional issues things involved. So in our case, because we didn't have a buy-sell agreement or any kind of thing, if you can't work together, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, the business gets evaluated, da, 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 you put a thing in there. We didn't have a process, right? So what do we do? We both want to continue on with the business. Well, I guess you have to let a judge decide, you know? Mm -hmm. So you have to hire lawyers and you have to, the lawyers have to put their case forward, why business should go to X or what, Y, or, you know, that kind of thing, yeah. right? And, and go to that expense and yeah. stress and aggravation that so go to that situation. And we said, that's, we tried mediation. We tried to sit down and work things out, yeah. right? All that stuff, but there's a lot in a divorce. And I'm talking yeah. about my personal case. There's a lot of animosity, not the best time uh, or place for two people to come to an agreement when they're, they're separating. So the judge, said, mm -hmm. put your best price in an envelope and come back. I'll look at the envelopes and who's ever got the highest price is going to get the business. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, we think of what, you know, what that number is. We got a valuation on the business. We got a valuator. We kind of, that was one thing we did do, right? Saw a cat. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, we kind of figured, okay, so this is the value of the business, roughly speaking. And of course, you as owners always think it's worth more than what they're of telling course. you it is. Yeah. That's, the, that's the first mistake owners make. And so we put an offer in and she put an offer in and the judge went back to his study or whatever, came back and said, I'll be back in town. Okay. I've looked at the offers. Very similar. They're very similar. I want you to go back and come back in two hours with your final offer. So now the pressure is really hard. <laughs> you know, we're like, okay. Do we go up? Do we stay the same? Do we back out? I mean, what do we do here? So yeah. we have to make a decision. So we 
juggled the numbers a little bit. We thought the number was fair. We thought the offer was fair and reasonable in the case. Came back. Wait, Joe, yeah. did you know each other's number? Did you talk no. about this together? No, no, you're not talking. So when he says it's for two blind. hours, it's, it's still blind. blind. Okay. It's, it's a okay. blind quote. Yeah. It's a yeah. blind thing. It's all yeah. in the blind, right? Yeah. Yeah. The lawyers don't even see it. Okay. So, kind of like the real estate market here. You know? Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> anyway, so judge comes back and says, price is still very, very comparable. But your offer, my offer, has a non-compete clause in it. I don't know if you know what that means. That means yes. I couldn't open a bakery, Solly's, yeah. across the street, you know, and call it Joe's Bagelry, right? And compete. Yeah. Which is common sense. Any lawyer yeah. would tell you that you got to put that in because, you know, you have all the intellectual property of the business. You know how to run it. Why, why wouldn't you open it? If you had a dream to open it already, you yeah. still want to open Why wouldn't you? So we put that in. She took it out mm. of, this, of the last offer. Her mm. lawyer advised her to take that out. Mm. And the judge said, that clause is, your clause becomes a negative, a minus. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's how he decided. Well, I was like, uh, what? Mm. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> yeah. Know, what just happened there? And it was shocking. Right. So that was the result of that yeah. experience. What did I learn from that? Well, I don't want to go through that again. <laughs> okay. So step one is I don't want to go through that again. Yeah. Step two is how long ago did this happen, Joe? 12 years ago. 12 years. So how many years did it take before you could have conversations like this? You seem calm. There's not animosity. This is not a charged conversation. And it's quite factual. Yeah. It feels like we're bringing you know, facts to the table. Yeah. So 12 years ago, this happened. Yeah. And I think what happens in the moments of these things, in the moment, it feels like the biggest thing in your personal life. I mean, it could be totally. you, your life partner, your business partner. How My long- identity. Your identity. Yes, yeah. of course. Half of you. So one is, I don't want to go through that again. Two right. is what was the time frame, And then three is as quickly as you are to say, I don't want to go through that again. Do you compartmentalize any of it now to say, it's not to say, I don't want to have a partner in my life, or it's not to say perhaps you would or wouldn't go into business with someone again. How does this 12 years ago impact who you are today? Yeah. Well, I think it's a great question, really. It's impacted in me in every way. Mm -hmm. um, it's made me kind of reflect in terms of what is it that I want to contribute? What is my mission here? You know, mm. what, what are my values? Like, what, mm. what, do I, what do I want to do? What's going to get me up? What's going to motivate me to move forward? You know, we have to, mm -hmm. to move forward with our lives. I can't go back. To, mm. to Solly's and, 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 and do that. And I realized I didn't want to. I mm. realized that wasn't my dream. Mm. That was her dream. Mm. She, it was her idea. She mm. came up with the idea for Solly's. In fact, when she told me that we want to open a bakery on Main Street, this is in 1993 and whatever, when the Main Street was nothing. There was nobody yeah. on Main Street except Asian restaurants that were open at night and used furniture uh, dealers. Yeah. That was Main Street. Right. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's a crazy idea. Like, I'm yeah. not a baker. Yeah. Not a, like, yeah. <laughs> what do we know about baking? Yeah. But 
you know, we got driven by purpose and the purpose yeah. was that had, we had to make that business have meaning. And mm-hmm. it did. It did. Mm-hmm. It really did. It had meaning for me. I knew why I was there. I mean, our mission or whatever, if you want to call it, was to uh, sustain mm-hmm. and honor the traditions of the Eastern European baking of our culture, of the Jewish culture, of the, my parents, my grandparents, that culture. We want to honor it. We wanted people to come in to Solis and say, you know, this rugula tastes mm. exactly like my grandmother's whatever rugula that I ate at Passover or something. I don't yeah. know, whatever that was, yeah. you know, so, so it, it was, it was that, but I realized owning a bakery and whatever was, was not what I was born to do. I did mm. it, but I realized the judge made a great decision. The mm. judge made the right decision. Mm. She was more emotionally connected to the business than I was. Mm. And I think he saw that. Mm. He was looking for a way to make that happen. Yeah. So here you are now, you know, where you are, you've gone to school over a decade has passed and I want to know what your mission is now. And I ask you this because while we can go to school and learn and, you know, even work with people like yourself, should people go through exits, you know, in business, there is something to be said about who do you become through this process Mm. and who are you on the other side? And to your point, you know, your identity was so wrapped up in Solly's and now you know your identity is so much more than Solly's. Yes. And you pose the question of what is my mission? What is my purpose? I want to know why you wake up in the morning, Joe. Well, I wrote it out. I did actually did a, a presentation yesterday to a small business group. And best as I can articulate it is I, I help my business owner clients mm. plan for what is likely the most critically important financial and personal Mm -hmm. event of their lives. And that is the transition out of their business. Mm -hmm. So I make that journey, that exit, a really important thing for them to consider. Mm -hmm. Um, So that they can leave their business, I say on their terms, which meaning that when they want to, having the business go to what they want to, getting financial independence that they need to sustain their lifestyle for the years that they have and things like that and all the things. That's ultimately why we would invest our life in something. It's a business is an investment, right? If you don't, at the end of your business, have an investment that you can capitalize in some way that sustains your lifestyle beyond the years that you have to do something else, enjoy your life, that's what I want to help. That's what gets me up in the morning. And I don't think, in fact, I know through the Mm. statistics that BEI published, you know, 80% plus whatever minus are going to leave their business in the next five to 10 years. That's huge. 20% is thereabouts have anything written down, like how they're going to do that, Mm. like anything. And I I would question the the comprehensiveness of what they've written down or Mm. what they've thought about. 70 some percent, whatever, asked a year later after they've left their business, say they have regrets. Wow. One year later, they have regrets. Wow. 70 some percent. Wow. And so that's what motivates me. Yeah. Joe, I think we need to rebrand your business called Business with No Regrets. Ah. And how, you yeah. know, you're, what, what you're doing is you're taking, yes, you're taking away the rear view mirror perspective that says, I wish I had, I'm upset about something. And I really appreciate this conversation. I think I alluded to this with such 
calmness because really these are such charged moments that occur in people's mm. lives, especially when your business may be wrapped up with your identity. And most yeah. of the time, if you are a business owner, you will have some identity that is tangled up in the business because that's why you totally. started a business. So totally. I really appreciate your perspective, yeah. your calm demeanor that says it's so worth it. And so the numbers mm. say 70% a year later, look back with regret yeah. and you exist to eliminate the regret. Yeah. And if we can live and if we can die with minimal regrets, <laughs> what, what a beautiful way, what a beautiful way to go on the That's human great. highway, you know? That's great. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. You know, absolutely. It's yeah. it's true. Uh, I've heard the story and it's not my my story, obviously, yet, but nobody on their deathbed mm. says, I wish I would have had a million dollars, another million dollars, you know? I wish yeah. I would have made, wish I would have bought that one more house in Vancouver yeah. you know, in the yeah. 80s. They don't know. It's truly about uh, living present and living within your values and living with the minimum regrets that you have. And yeah. if you can learn from the experience of others, this is yeah. like everybody thinks their business is unique and their situation is unique and whatever. But like the BEI thing that we do is pretty much like a law school you case study. Case study, yeah. case study. So you realize, oh yeah, there's a hey, there's a pattern here, you know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and that's how I can help business owners is, is I can identify what is the pattern in, in their business that we can help craft a plan and strategy that'll help them navigate, you mm -hmm. know, through this journey. Um, I love it. And not alone. That's not the other alone. Thing totally. You know, it's just not me. Like yeah. I don't know if you know that exit planning is a team thing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you're going to need the lawyer. You're going to need a business uh, advisor. Perhaps you might need a tax uh, accountant. You might need an insurance. Those people. And because we are all collaborating, the nature of the of the work is collaboration. Yeah. Of a diverse group of advisors focused on the objectives of the owner. Yeah. That's where the magic happens. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Well, Joe, yeah. we're at time. And before we yeah. wrap, we, we wrap every podcast with one question. And that is, Ooh. what is currently making your heart beat faster? Boy, if I tell you that, I'm going to reveal a lot. I want to know it all. I have a new love in my life. Yes, you do. There we go. New love. Where did you meet your new love? Well, actually online. Online. Okay. Every generation is meeting online. Yes. Even, even my generation. And it's amazing because uh, not only is she amazing, but she lives in France. Oh dear. So yeah. you like, you like the distance or you like traveling no, to France? No, the distance is we're solving the distance. We, okay. we actually, we actually have conquered the distance and we okay. have a plan for the future. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Well, Joe, here's to love and here's yes. to the exit ramp and the other side. And I'm so grateful that we are now connected. You created something really beautiful in Vancouver and Solly's mm. Bagels is forever an institute of mm. Vancouver. And I'm excited for the chapter that you're creating now called helping us all on our exit ramps. So, right. Uh, thank you so much, Steph. It's been yeah. a pleasure talking to you. I've enjoyed our conversation and hope to have more in the future. More. Let's go. All right.